Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at forecastsalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in some amazing cosmic energy. We've moved into the Piscean season on the 18th. Pisces is calling us deep into our soul as we finish out winter. It's the deepest of the winter zodiacs and the last one of the signs before we move into spring. We also have transits with Saturn. Saturn is your structure, responsibilities, your to-do list. It's the planet of let's get it done and bring it into the physical world. The combination of these two forces is bringing in a vibration for you to go deep, bring your spiritual practice out, bring it into your everyday life, and allow it to guide you to set new intentions on what you want to plant symbolically and physically for this year. When you bring your spirituality with you, not leave it on your cushion, you will begin to notice a depth to your life. You will lead from a place of purpose and passion. This is the shift going on now, living in passion, having compassion, depth, and authenticity in your work. All too often, it's easy to get sidetracked, to allow fear to come in, to self-sabotage your path. Even when you want something really bad, this can happen. We all do it. We create energy drains, we give our power away, and then we wonder what the hell happened. Does this sound like you? And I know I've been there. I've had to learn lots of energy tools for this. And if it does, you are just the person for my next master class where I'll be talking about these energy drains, the saboteur, the people pleaser, the martyr, attracting narcissistic people into your life and what you can do to stop the drains and monetize your energy for your dreams to come forward. Learning tools and techniques on how to hold energetic boundaries will shift your energy you will begin to notice how you can stand up for yourself, say no and feel good about it, pull your energy into you instead of giving, giving, giving it all out. This masterclass will be an intimate group of people, sensitive souls, empathic intuitives willing to open up and make some shifts. Click on the link in the show notes to get the information and sign up. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about how you can awaken to your purpose and bring your spiritual practice out and into your life. Awareness is where it begins. This comes forward when you slow down. Notice what's around you and notice your energy so that your intuition can guide you. My guest, C.K. Durham, brings her passions forward through writing. Her spiritual practice and travels and studies are the background of her first book, a fiction novel called Lotus. In this episode, we talk about awareness, present moment, spiritual understanding, crisis and trauma, symbolism, how the spiritual is woven into every moment of our lives, and how all of nature is interconnected. 
Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause and center and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bringing the breath up the body. And exhale, pulling that breath all the way back down, slowing down. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy into you. Call it in, call in your spirit. Feel that alignment right on top of the physical body. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body. And exhale, bringing that breath all the way back down. Centering, slowing down, feeling aligned. Inhale, expanding the breath. And as you exhale, dropping right into the heart, into the deepest part of your heart, Feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved and supported. Feeling all this energy coming in around you as we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings. Calling in your own spirit guides. Feeling all this energy coming in around you as you take a moment and notice where you are on this great wheel of life. Here we are in the Northern Hemisphere. We're at the very end of winter in the direction of the North, pulling our dreams in, knowing those visions, having faith they will come forward, calling in to the North, the East, the South and the West, above you, below you, right into the very center, deep into your heart, allowing those elevated emotions of your intentions to radiate out all around you, setting that energy out there for you. Taking another deep inhale and exhale. Grounding, centering, opening the third eye, bringing your awareness back Blinking the eyes open, coming back. So my guest today, C.K. Durham, was born in New York City and spent lazy, idyllic summers in the Adirondack Mountains. 
Her love of reading started early on, and by the time she was 10, her free time was spent either browsing the library or curled up with a favorite book, imagining magical realms and faraway lands. She was later educated at a small school in Switzerland, housing students from all around the world. Her time there precipitated an impassioned desire to explore the planet, its people, culture, language, and lands. She has lived in Switzerland, Hawaii, Panama, and India, and has traveled extensively all over the globe. For several years, she lived alongside a military contract team that flew covert missions along the coast of South America and around the world. A mysterious encounter in her early 30s initiated a series of serendipitous events that led her to study shamanism in the high Indies alongside the ancient Hurio, last of the Incas, practice and study yoga at the feet of yogis and mystics in India, and study and teach Taoism energy principles here in the United States. She currently resides in Boulder, Colorado. Lotus, an epic adventure, is her first novel. So let us welcome CK to the show. Welcome. So wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. And um, I love your podcast. And I'm so excited to share a little bit and with your listeners. Yes, thank you so (laughs) much for joining us today. So Kat, you and I met back in December when we were down in Teotihuacana. What a great trip we had. What a great experience. Yes, Yes. and you taught us lovely yoga classes in the morning. And yeah, I'm just ready to go back, right? It was like (laughs) two weeks for me. We will, right? For sure. So Kat, congratulations on your brand new novel. We were talking about it there. I'm like, yes, we have to have you on the podcast. So I'm so excited for our listeners to hear about your novel. And actually, it's a fiction book. Now, I've mostly been bringing on nonfiction offers. So what an exciting change to bring on this novel, romance, intrigue, spirituality, and all that you cover in your new book called Lotus. I'd like to start with the question and ask, what led you to write this book right now? Well, actually, it's not just right now, because I'm I'm embarrassed to say it took me seven years to write it. So it's actually been a process, which um, it's inspired by my own personal spiritual journey. And I've always loved a good story. So it was important for me to put Lotus, to set the characters in a narrative where it was a drama and everything is happening, distraction, trauma, because I think in our own personal lives, um, the spiritual sometimes gets pushed, it's always there, but it gets pushed down because of whatever's happening in our lives and we forget, and then we remember and we forget. Um, And so there were specific reasons why I set the novel in um, Southeast Asia, um, which doesn't necessarily have to do with with the spiritual, because the spiritual in the novel is very subtle. And I wanted it to be that way. And I wanted it to be subtle because I want whoever picks up the book to have their own relationship with it. And I don't want to, you know, cram any kind of my personal uh, spiritual journey, but that it has a seed that might speak to different people in different ways. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, you said right at the beginning that many times we push our spiritual practice down or we forget about it. And I think that has a lot to do with the world, too. Like we're so busy. Yes. And many of us don't want to slow down. Right. Right. We're so busy. We're moving and moving and moving. But what you said is really important that that seed is always there. Exactly. And we remember and we forget. And so that was 
the the inspiration I think for writing this novel and again it can be read for just the story I think some people that I've uh, some people I know have read it and really have this the spiritual element didn't really resonate so much with them and then others like one editor said I think you've written a book that someone might want to read once for the story and then go back because there's a lot of nuances um, that will end up speaking to each reader. And my hope is, my hope and why I wrote the book was that it would possibly plant a seed in someone where they become curious and they decide to look and investigate further. Um, because my own spiritual journey began when I was in my 30s and I had this uh, encounter in a, a little breakfast coffee shop where I shared the table with a Buddhist. And in that, I didn't realize at the time how significant that, you know, three hour encounter was. But when I look back, I can see it was the beginning of, of so many parts of um, my self-understanding and growth. Um, it, it was in a, the little coffee shop, he told me about a book that he had written, that he had read, that he loved, and I read it, and it was about the Bushmen in South Africa. And I could not get my hands on enough books about the Bushmen, because it was the first time I had been exposed to that kind of understanding of this interconnection with nature and how everything is connected and how life is impermanent. There were so many, it was like my whole brain just awakened. And then I started reading everything I could about, um, you know, the indigenous people all around the world. And later I realized it's not that the indigenous people are perfect. They're human beings just like us. However, they have some knowledge and wisdom that we've forgotten. And that was the beginning of my um, uh, just seeking to learn more. And I realized it was an internal journey as much as an external journey. Yeah, I agree. It is both of that. And I think that is what life's about. Yes. And I think the indigenous people show us how important it is to be with earth, yes. to slow down, to really take nothing for granted, mm -hmm. right? And find the gratitude in all of life. And I think that's what spirituality does teach us, right? I know everybody mm -hmm. has their own practice and everybody has their own definition of it. But I do feel that the idea of being spiritually guided, using your intuition, you know, following your dreams. You do talk a lot in the book about her dreams and how these, these occurrences, this synchronicity keeps happening. And I think that that's really, you know, relevant to where we are right now. When we can slow down and can find the awareness in the present moment, then we do find those synchronicities happening in our own life. And I think, too, we're able to bring our dreams forward. I know you said it took you seven years to write this book. You didn't have to finish it. No. Like, what kept you going? Was wasn't there something inspired by your spirit when you say that kept it going? I think absolutely. I hadn't really thought about it in that, in that way because there were, and for anybody out there who has a dream or something that they want to bring out into the world or birth into the world, the self-doubt arises and you take your 
in my case, book or manuscript. And you, I mean, I threw it away. I can't tell you my, how many times I threw it in. Like, this is terrible. What am I thinking that I can write something? And, and there were things that really did need, you know, I needed to bring some other people in and editors and all kinds of things. But for many years, that was the process. And then I one day go into the closet and I pick the, the manuscript up and I look at it and I go, oh, this isn't bad. Okay, let's let's start again. And it was a process of putting it, you know, being disgusted with myself, picking it up, starting again. And of course, that spirit, of course it is that, you know, but sometimes you have to live a little bit. There were some times I had to live a little bit more in order for to be able to do the next piece part of it. And I think that's indicative of life too, right? We want to push, we want to get there. I know I can be guilty of, I just want to get to the end, but (laughs) it is the journey, right? Right. And we do sometimes take a step back, move forward, take a step back. I mean, I think that's life. And I think that is the spiritual nature that we need to recognize. And like you said, like self-doubt can talk us out of so many things, right? That chattering of the mind, this isn't good enough. And then we don't even do our dreams, but really that is the spiritual awakening within us. And we can have that perseverance and can bring it forward and can take a chance. And I believe right now, whether it took you seven years or two years, divine timing is working for you. We are in the time of evolution right now where taking a chance, stepping forward, shifting who we are and how we stand up is becoming really very, very important. And that's what's needed right now. So I think it's very much divine timing. What you need at a certain specific time comes it just comes in whether it's you know the a person that you needed to meet that had the net something to say to you that was is going to help you what you need it's like when what is that that um that quote where it says you know if you begin something then the universe conspires on your behalf or whatever Yeah, from the alchemist, exactly. The universe will conspire to bring it forward. And you know what? Patience is important, especially when you have a project like this and not giving up and listening to your intuition. Let me put it down. Let me bring it back up. Let me look at it again. Let me let somebody else look at it. And these are so many things that we all go through, whether it's a book or work or whatever it is in our life. You know, and our spirit can really help us. And I think that's one of the underlying themes that you talk about, subtle or not, our spirit's subtle. Signs will come to us in so many subtle ways. I mean, there are times, yes, that it will hit us right on the head and we'll go, oh my gosh, there it is. But not always, not always. That's why presence and getting quiet and paying attention is so important. Right. When you speak about the synchronicities, because in, in the book and also in my own life, there's times where it feels like the synchronicities are just not happening. And then other times, and I, I mean, I know when it's happening and I always listen and I always, I always follow it. It's when it's dead, where it's like the phone connection's been chopped off or something that you begin to doubt. But when, when it's there, I mean, I've had so many incredible synchronistic you know i studied with the shamans down in peru so imagine your experiences is a lot of what you have really kind of used and drawn upon for your book exactly exactly so as i mentioned i am actually reading it and i have not finished it but if you would just offer us a little glimpse of what the novel is about well the novel is placed in uh, it's a you know a mystery suspense novel uh, set in Southeast Asia in Thailand and Laos. 
And the second dual timeline is in El Salvador. And it is actually three different characters whose lives converge. And it's their journeys. And they they come across a lot of um, trauma and difficulties. And what I was interested in is, you know, they how they come out and each one is different. So it is, um, and the spiritual messages that come through it, as I said before, are very subtle. And, um, but I think each person who holds the book in their hands and develops a relationship with it, it will be a little bit different. So perseverance, moving to crisis, following intuition, Giving up, not giving up, coming back around. I think all of these things that we each face yes. through our own path yes. is going to be addressed in the book. Yeah. Along with a little romance, for sure. For sure. And also, one of the things I did want to to um, really kind of explore was how a lot of us through living and through um, just all the, the, the harsh things that happen to us, our true self gets pushed down into the subconscious. And we then live lives, sometimes we live lives, you know, not fully who we are. And so I wanted to explore what that is like for one of my characters, Lance, who had, you know, come from a very loving, connected, you know, connected with nature um, beginning. And then he, through life and through things that happened to him, he has to push that down. And he's only kind of a shell, even though on the outside, he's kind of perfect. But on the inside, he's really not at all. Yeah, that's a very relatable thing, yes, right? Yes. We live from this place that really isn't our true self. Yes. We splinter off and then we start making excuses and all of a sudden we're living from this other place. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's a very it's a very great way to look at how this occurs. You know, through instances in our lives and things that we take on. And even like we were talking like that, doubting ourselves. And then we start to, you know, create paths that aren't our authentic self. And then it's hard to get back to it. But a spiritual practice will help you to see that. Yes. It will help you bring you back and help you go into some of that, what we would say, maybe darker or, or, you know, less desirable energies. But that's where our real lessons are in life. They really are. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So how exciting. So where would you like to direct people to find your book? Amazon, you have to go um, uh, Lotus and then blank space CK. That's the easiest way to find it. It's okay. I'll put a link there for you then. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw on your website too, that you'll be offering a percent of the money that you get from the profits of the book going to helping women and children. Is that right? Absolutely. And I, I'm that's children, especially are my, my heart, because I believe that, if we can start with the children, we'll have a different world. If we can teach the kids how to be, help each other and, and you know, conflict resolution and just the world will be different And if we start early because then we're not trying to, um, and, and a couple of these organizations I'm helping, one is International Peace Initiatives. It's it's a children's home in Africa where the woman, the the founder is this incredibly dynamic person. And she set this up where the kids are. They have peace huts and you know, conflict resolution ways, and the older kids help the younger and organic farming. And I thought 
I think that if you start like that, if kids are brought up like that, what a different world we will have. We will have for sure. Yeah, I love that. And I agree, you know, education and teaching our kids and bringing spirituality very early in. I think it's really important. I do. So that is a lovely mission. And I will definitely put the links in the show notes. So as we go to close, I always like to come back and ask this, and I feel like you kind of touched upon it just now, but how would you say that the work you're doing through writing and as well as your book, Lotus, can help to empower the spirit? Well, what I'd like to say, and I think that this is one of the messages, not the only one in Lotus, is it's not despite the hardships and the traumas and the the pain that we experience in our life. And it's not tr- necessarily trying to transcend it. At one point, I thought you could transcend and just go live in this you know, beautiful bliss world. But it's actually within. It's within the, the pain, within the, the emotions. I have a teacher once that said, trust emotion itself is self-liberation. So within our difficulties and the beauty of our life as well, but if, within all of it, is the seed and the possibilities for freedom and awakening. Yeah. Within that awareness that within the pain and the emotions is self-liberating and there is that seed. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited for you to get this book out into the world. Thank you so much for having me and thanks to the listeners. And um, well, all, all together, we go together, right? We all go together. Right. Yeah, we are all connected for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Kat, to your spirit. Yes, awareness is key. And as I love to say, notice what you notice. Where does the spiritual open up guidance in your life? What can you bring forward? Check out TK's book. Enjoy this passionate whirlwind romance. Let it inspire your intuition, your visions, and your dreams. Need help in creating a spiritual practice? Schedule a complimentary call with me and let's talk about how my programs can help you. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terri Ann Hyman, to your spirit. Namaste. Namaste.